Hello, everyone, and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Casey Muratori. And I'm Anna Rutberg. And this is, I believe, the final movie of New Releases nope. Month. This, I believe, is the second to last movie in New Releases Month. Yes. Okay. Wait, what's the... <laughs> Oppenheimer. Oh, crap. I totally forgot about Oppenheimer. How the how did you forget about Oppenheimer? Because I forgot that that was going to be... like Because that's an actual brand new release, and yeah, we've yeah. never done that before. No, this that's is gonna a big be a, event. That's going to be a first-time thing for us. But that's next week. This week is OMGs. The Fablemans. This week is The Fablemans, directed by Steven Spielberg, who we've often talked about favorably on this podcast as an action director. We've said, I think on multiple occasions, we have either said, for example, I think we said that Robert Zemeckis's action directing was really good, like Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. And then we also, I think, I think criticized... James, I think we said James Cameron also, like when we, we, in Terminator, we, we mentioned I that I think too. we may have. And then we criticized somebody, I can't remember who it was, for action directing as being all over the Christopher place. Christopher Nolan? Might have been Christopher Nolan. Speaking of Oppenheimer, so, yeah. so I'm assuming Oppenheimer won't have a lot of action scenes. Yeah, it'll probably be a, a fine because Which it doesn't have Which is great yes. because, again, playing to Nolan's strengths, high hopes for this film. Uh, but anyway... The Fablemans is a non-action sequence, yes. Steven Spielberg movie. It is a fairly autobiographical picture, I am to understand, and it does sort of roughly line up with things that I've heard Steven Spielberg talk about in like interviews that I've seen with yeah. him, although some things were very different than what I remember him saying in interviews, which is either because I'm misremembering or because he misspoke or because they intentionally are different in this movie. And I don't know which is which and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I'm assuming this is like heavily influenced by his childhood and and background, but not, not a true autobiography. Right. Right. Uh, Written by Tony Kushner, who, for those of you who are theater people know as the person who made angels in America, very famous stage play. Well, pair of plays, actually. It's like two parts. Uh, and who has written multiple things with yeah. Steven Spielberg. He kind of went on from theater to write with Steven Spielberg. He's done... I mean, he did Lincoln, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did... Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it now. It doesn't matter. It's interesting you mention that he wrote a play. Because one of the first things I thought in like the opening scene of this movie was it felt like a play. Like the acting style of the parents was like way over the top and it felt like stage acting to me um yeah i mean i guess what i would say is oh now i'm remembering west side story he he wrote uh, the rewrite of west side story for steven spielberg uh yeah i guess what i would say is this movie is continues my souring on kushner's screenplays um i found West Side Story to be almost unwatchably bad rewrite of the original because the original's pretty good uh, writing, actually, mm-hmm. in a way. Uh, and th- it's not necessarily great, but it's good. The rewritten West Side Story is is almost unwatchable. It, it wouldn't even make sense to a viewer to as a story if you didn't know already what the story was, yeah. and that's kind of a huge failure. So I was really disappointed in that screenplay. I thought it was awful. And I would say, like, in this one, I found the screenplay to be pretty bad as well. I was, like, really having a hard time with it uh, throughout the entirety of the movie. I thought this movie looked good. I liked the feel of the movie, generally speaking. And I just thought the writing was just awful. I feel like I... So I actually really liked this movie okay but i but i i know what you're saying because i think it was almost like spielberg's ideas like i think his vision for this movie was really strong because i think it was so personal and may have been yeah and he understood something really like true about what it is to spend your life like being an artist and a creative person and i think when those ideas really came through i thought this movie worked really really well but i think that the the script like for me anyway, it came across as like super heavy handed and cheesy at times yep. in a way that is like sometimes OK because Spielberg can be a little bit that way. Like he can be a little bit like obvious. He's not like the most subtle director, but I actually felt like there were times in this movie where it the movie felt pretty complicated. Like, like yes. and, and I think the script 
it wasn't coming from the script in a lot of those times. It was it was pure filmmaking. It was the quiet moments when stuff like when there were no words that things felt a lot more like sophisticated. So the way I would say it is that it it felt literally like almost two movies to me when I was watching it. Yes, I see. What there you're was saying. there was the movie that was shot that I was seeing with my eyes. And then there was the movie that was being spoken that I was hearing with my ears. Yes. And like the movie that I was watching, I was enjoying. The movie I was hearing was horrible. Like like not not mediocre, but actively terrible, much like the West Side Story one. Like I really can't emphasize enough how bad I thought the writing was. It was bad on in every way that I think writing can be bad in cinema. It was preachy, like you said. Characters just said stuff. It, things that characters rarely say in the real world. Characters can say very w- weird things in movies, and sometimes it works because humans aren't precise with their language. They they say things they don't mean. They express themselves poorly. That's true of humanity. So sometimes when people uh, write screenplays, they capture that. And it does sound, you know weird in the abstract but very natural when you hear it because you're like yeah that's the kind of thing someone would say in that circumstance it doesn't really make sense literally when read as an actual like statement you know like a politician couldn't say this because it wouldn't make any sense but in the moment you see what the people are saying you're like yeah right this movie is the opposite of that it's things that no one would say they just sound ridiculous like you're just like wait what why is this person expressing this at this time and wait isn't that contrary to what's actually well, happening also, in the a scene lot of times, like, what a lot of times um, it, for me the problem too was it was just heavy handed like a lot of times heavy-handed. characters would just say the thing yes and like it felt like the movie didn't need that because it was selling all of that stuff in just the filmmaking and it and it, it it's like it takes away from it because it's like it comes. It, it makes it feel like cheesy. Well, it also just sometimes I was just like, I couldn't even understand what was supposed to be happening in the written scene. So I'll give a very specific example where I was so confused by what I was hearing because what I was seeing had nothing to do with that. That I just I was just like, I don't understand what's going on in this script. So there's a scene where the uh, parents have told the kids that they're getting into. Well, I mean. That they're splitting up. I mean, they didn't actually say divorce, but no, they said divorce. The kids said divorce, so they had said the kids divorce. did. The parents did not. We didn't. Well, we didn't hear what the parents told them. They we come in. Of, we come in after they have already yeah, been. Told. So they just kind of, you know, they're the way it was said was, "Mom's going back to Arizona." That's what was actually said, right? So, like, okay, the following scene is like uh, Sammy is. Back Sam. In, sorry, Sam. The girl calls yeah, him Sammy, Sammy and he corrects her. He does. Yeah. <laughs> Sam goes back to his... Uh, <laughs> is is that some kind of like Steven versus Steve thing? I wonder where that comes from. Anyway, Sam goes back to his bedroom and is looking at the edit in mm-hmm. his, you know, editor. And his sister, one of his sisters, comes into the room. And they have an exchange which is at... F- first confrontational and then is uh, more like conciliatory mm-hmm. and actually comforting to, to both of them, which felt exactly right on screen. Like if you turned the sound off and just watched what the characters were doing, you'd be like, that is exactly what I think would happen in the wake of that conversation. So again, the movie I'm seeing looks totally right. What I heard was at the beginning, the sister is says that that Sam, the reason that Sam is mad at his mother is because he is like her. That's what she says. That's the dialogue content. Mm-hmm. At that point in the story, we have seen nothing other than Sam being the one person who gets along fantastically with his mother. The part where he was angry at her was resolved. That's several scenes back. Like, they had a sort of a thing where before they had the the thing where he shows her the the movie in the closet, they were antagonistic. 
after that, they're like best friends. He's the one comforting her mm-hmm. in the car ride. Nobody else knows what she's going through exactly, and he does. They're very close at that point. They're on the same side against their father, his father, mm-hmm. her husband, when uh, the father comes home, he's had his nose, he's been punched in the nose. Mm-hmm. It's it's her and him against the dad. The yeah, entire I mean, movie, the, the, the whole emo- movie is that. The whole movie is is he and his mother are of the same cloth. Sure. And so they this, are, co- are, I'm like, they, this conversation, yeah. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, have you been watching the movie? Like, it's like, did I miss some scenes in here? It's very strange. The only thing I could think of is like, if they were intending to have it be that the sister didn't know how to express anything, so she just said something random that was wrong. But like that seems like a very yeah, bad time well, to choose that kind of dialogue. What I cause anyway, I, that's how the movie felt to me, and that was like a, a particularly bad example of it. Well, it's interesting because I what I feel like I remember taking away from that scene was actually something kind of interesting because the sister comes in and she she basically is like mom is like like a failure. And dad is like this awesome guy who's like done so many great things. And mom is like just pathetic. And like she's 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 being really cruel about the mother. And it's also yeah, like she's the, the way, one who's and the angry. Way, well, right? Yes. And I think that maybe she's just projecting that on or something. But I feel like the thing that I took. But, away, that, but that's not. OK. I'm just so, saying, wait, wait, wait. Right. I'm just saying the thing that I took away from that scene wasn't what you just talked about. Like I had kind of even forgotten about that exact thing that she said. For me, the thing that was interesting about that scene was the difference in the way that the sister views, like, the world, like, everything, right? Like, the sister is, like, much more like the dad, right? Much more, like, concrete and and doesn't really understand the the artist brain thing. Yeah. And, and like, cause, because the way she's explaining the parents is almost, like, flipped to how Sam sees them. Again, I think you are basically writing a better screenplay than the one that was there. Let me, I want to double down on this scene because it's really bad. And I just want to be very specific maybe about I'm how bad it, it is. Maybe I'm reading into it or something, but that's what I took you're away from it. You're reading over it. Like you're replacing it with a better scene, which I would have loved to have done. Like I said, I'd much rather have turned the sound off and made up the dialogue because I think the scene looks great and what the characters are doing is correct. Well, and I think right? I like the idea too that like you have children who are sort of split on which parent they are kind of on the side of because they are fundamentally like that parent. That's right. And so-, so here's how that scene goes if you actually write it based on the story that you've seen up to this point. The sister comes in. She says... The first thing that she says, which is correct, like you said, it's like, like, how are you doing this after this happened? Like, how are you editing this? That's what he opens with. So why would she then say later in the conversation that you're angry at mom? He's not angry at anybody. He's just literally not angry. And that's what she came in and started saying. What she should have said in that scene when it turns to anger is You're just not angry because you're just like her. You're selfish and you don't think about the rest of us. She shouldn't have said you're angry at mom because that's obviously not true, right? There was an obvious way the dialogue in that scene should have gone because it would have flowed correctly with what was actually happening on screen and what we've been happening. It doesn't do that, right? It's just really bad writing that should not have been in there. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's funny. I almost want to go rewatch that scene because I don't. I don't really remember her saying that exact thing. She says exactly yeah. that. No, thing. I mean I she believe says, you. I believe I'm just you're saying you're mad at mom. I'm, I believe yeah. you. I'm just saying like that's not what I took away from the scene. Like that's not. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, that's that would be preferable, <laughs> right? Because I think the thing I took away from it was what I said. Like that's how I interpreted this. That's how I read that scene. Uh, and that'd be better because he's not really mad at that point. So he might, I mean, you know, he might be mad internally. Obviously, he is feeling emotion. He is not right. expressing the emotion. But she should not be reacting to mm-hmm. that because he's not, he, she already reacted to the opposite of that. She went in claiming he wasn't mad. So now why is she talking about that, right? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but anyway, so I felt this throughout like most of the movie. That was kind of what I was feeling is that the screenplay was always just like poking me in the ear and I hated it. But I, I really wanted the other version of this movie. I think when things... There's a, there are some things that I think were, 
were sort of lifted kind of verbatim. Like my understanding was the final scene with David Lynch mm-hmm. where he's like, if the horizon's at the bottom, it's interesting. If the horizon's at the top, it's interesting. If the horizon's in the middle, it's boring as shit. My understanding is that is as best as he could remember exactly what John Ford said to Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. verbatim. There's no they did not modify it at all. Those things are probably the things in the movie that felt right. <laughs> Yeah, You know what I mean? Like the part where they didn't try to write a screenplay, maybe? I don't know. Well, I think a lot uh, of the scenes that are less dialogue focused, like I think of the scene where he's editing and discovers that his mother is in love with someone, the, the, the you know, what's his name? Benny or whatever? Benny, I think. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen. That scene is very effective. It's communicating it so well just by what you're seeing. And I think there's lots of moments in the movie that... Because because I Spielberg is definitely talking about something here that he understands and has thought about. It, th- there's like a wisdom almost to this movie because like I think a lot about what it is to be an artist and and there's yeah. like a lot of feelings that come along with that, especially when you have people who aren't artists in your family. And like even if they're kind of supportive, they don't really get it. And like this is a thing that I talk about a lot, like with you or who, right? Like it's it's something that yeah. that's always it's on your mind, right? And like all of these things that I feel like Spielberg talks about in this movie, like in a way that it's like, it feels like there's a lot of wisdom there from someone who's, I mean, he's like 76 or something, right? Like 76, he's, yeah. So he's, he's, he has lived a life as an artist and he has a lot of thoughts about that. Dark things and positive things, right? And like, I felt like it was really those like lessons I felt like I was getting from him or the things that he had to say, I felt like were really... Like, I I don't know. I just felt like his level of self-awareness and what he was able to sort of communicate in this movie was pretty amazing. Um, I guess. I mean, I just kind of felt like it was just a really mixed bag because there were things like that, but it was mixed in with a movie that didn't super support them. Like, so <clears throat> to give a simple example of that, there is a pretty interesting thing about the like the scene you just talked about where he's like watching the <laughs> film of the camping trip and, you know, kind of has this realization And I thought, like, the most interesting aspect of that from a story standpoint was, like, I like the idea, and I don't know if this is what they were going for, but I liked the idea that this character doesn't observe the world unless it's through a camera. Like, I liked that idea. Like, it's like, he was there for all this stuff. And he never noticed it. And mm-hmm. the reason he never noticed it is because what he pays attention to is what's in the camera. And more broadly, you could say for someone who is very naturally has a natural affinity for film, the grammar of something being presented as a film makes them understand it all of a sudden mm-hmm. when they wouldn't have understood it. That's exactly, it's, it's almost like exact, saying yeah. something about the audience too. And I feel like all of that was great. No, that's in what that, I'm talking about. That's exactly right? how I ter- interpreted yeah. that scene as well, which is like film can help you see things about the real world that you never noticed in the real world. Like, and Yes. However, to me, that was like just an isolated scene. Like, there's nothing else in the movie that actually backs that up. And that's another reason why I thought the screenplay was a failure. There are things in the movie like that. Like, I really liked also the part where he makes the movie for his high school prom. Right, and he makes he makes the... the he makes the handsome guy uh, yep. the hero, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt both of those scenes, I was like... I know the story I would have written that has these scenes in it yep. that works, that really works, and those are linchpins of the story. This is, they were just like things floating in space that yes. had no connection to anything else. Sorry, I understand why a biopic that you were trying to be accurate might have to do that because real people's lives isn't organized that way. This is a movie. And it's a fairly slick movie. It's not Robert Altman. It's not Martin Scorsese. Okay. It's like an actual pretty, you know, standard scene to scene construction of a film. It doesn't feel like, 
you know, Roma or bicycle well, thieves. But that's, I think, right? I think I, I guess this didn't bother me because I tend to like the sort of meandering but it's slice not. of life. It's both. It's kind of got a little of both styles, I would say. I wouldn't say. I would say it's very firmly in the straight-ahead narrative storytelling. It's just the screenplay was lousy. If they had gone very diffuse and these scenes aren't connected to each other and you're just supposed to sort of supposed to take it in as a series of things that happen over a life, I actually, believe it or not, as much as I'm not a huge fan of that, I probably would have liked it better. I do like Martin Scorsese films, for example. Um because they really get that. Francis Ford Coppola also does this very well. The Godfather is in a lot of ways like that, right? Um, and just like it doesn't work here. And I don't necessarily think it's because of the directing. I think it's just the screenplay. It doesn't lend itself to that. It's too connected. And the characters are talking too fake for it to work that way. I mean, I I I don't totally agree with you on okay. that. Um I I kind of liked that it almost felt like these little like vignettes of like mini stories almost about someone's experience like growing up to be a filmmaker. Like when the uncle comes, right? Or the I guess it's a great uncle, right? The the Right, when uh Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Yeah. Um and his experience as a artist, someone who has that same thing. That little that part of your brain that's like wants to be something greater wants to like have an impact on other people in, in, you know, in the way that a performer might or, or an artist might. Right. Like he has that thing, that thing that the mother has and the thing that Sam has, but he's like a failure basically like that never led to anything good in his life. So, you know, his perspective on it is like, there's, that's the sort of what I was saying, like the darker parts of being an artist, like, it doesn't work out for everybody. And much like the mother, right? It doesn't work out for most people probably who have that thing. And that's kind of tragic. And so I guess I just felt like there were these, it was almost like these little vignettes of different experiences, different ways. Of, it's almost like Spielberg having these different thoughts about being an artist and like putting them in almost in these like mini stories, I guess. That's sort of how it felt to me. I, and, and I would say that I don't necessarily disagree with that is the good version of this movie. I just felt like the screenplay kept forcing me not to take it that way. Does that make sense? It's uh, too the, the things mean, that are happening and are said in the screenplay are way too over the top, and people are way too self-aware and saying what's happening in the scene for me to f- ever settle back and feel that sort of these are just scenes of a life going by. I mean, you don't I guess, feel that way. I, I guess, but I don't I don't know that the heavy-handedness like the heavy-handedness just makes it feel like a movie and not like a, you know, a bicycle thieves or a Roma or a But something. a disconnected movie that because when things are happening so blatantly like that and they're not connected, it sits in this weird middle ground between distilled narrative and diffuse experiential that just felt really uncomfortable for me. I guess it didn't right? feel it just didn't feel uncomfortable to me. It okay. just it just felt like the 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 dialogue sometimes came across as cheesy or heavy-handed. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. It's like I didn't need you to come out and say that. Thanks. Yeah. That kind of that's kind of more how I yeah. felt about it. Um but I didn't I guess I just didn't have the the problem with the sort of structure. Like I don't need all of those ideas to like connect in a more concrete way. Because for me, they are, they are, you know, kind of like self-encompassing ideas. Like the scene with the sister is like, is an experience that you might have with a family member who doesn't really get what you do and isn't really like you. Or like the scene with the uncle where it's like, you know, I feel like in that scene, he actually, he does say something like there's a few moments where the, the dialogue even though, as I said, kind of over heavy-handed, like I, de- I definitely think hits on something true, or something that that like I connected with, because um, like the uncle says at one point, he's like, you know, you love your family, but you love this, love the art or whatever, love the filmmaking a little bit more, and like I connected with that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's uh. 
like I think that's that's sort of a darker maybe can someone consider kind of like a darker aspect of being an artist but it's also something that's like pretty true about it I think um or at the, at the, you know something that the mother says uh one of the last scenes with her I think when he's in the kitchen with her and like one of the last things she says to him I can't remember the exact uh thing she says but it's something like you know, I know I'm being really selfish here, but like I have to do what's right for me, you know. Yeah. And I can't remember the exact way she worded it, but I actually felt like that was pretty powerful. Like that that I, that line. I thought that scene worked better. The one yeah. where they're making eggs. Yes. Uh, was one of the scenes that I felt like didn't overwrite itself because yes. it, the mother expresses herself somewhat poorly, which is correct for yeah, this movie. She, she doesn't right? really understand all she's she knows. She's not a philosopher. Yeah, exactly. Um, and she says it in a way that like is kind of steps on itself and doesn't really totally like flow. And it felt real. Like I was like, okay, that was actually good writing. I was like, yeah. that like, feels actually, like what actually... actually could have happened. And he's okay with it. And she's very upset. Like she's, way more upset than he is about it and he's trying to comfort her and it worked well as a scene way better than most of the scenes in this movie I thought. Yeah, I actually I felt like that I, that that scene actually kind of emotionally affected me like I I I didn't like cry or something but I think I had like tears in my eyes at the end of that scene. I think if yeah. most of the movie had been written that yeah. way I would have been way more thumbs up on it than I was. It just wasn't. Like that was a rare time when I thought it was, you know, doing what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give another example of how I just felt like it was the movie was ruining its own thing. I felt like it was so clear based on the actual content of the film that we have, like what is in it. Uh, at the prom, after the movie, the guy who punched him in the nose and him have a conversation at, uh, and by, in the locker, mm-hmm. like hallway with the lockers. And... I can totally believe that this is something that happened maybe to Steven Spielberg or something similar happened. Well, it seems like it must have because he makes Um, a comment. There's a fourth wall thing in there, yeah. There's a couple fourth Uh, wall moments in this movie, which I actually love. And so I could believe that the goal here was we're trying to capture the what sort of actually happened there more or less or who knows what. So maybe I can believe that what the intent of the filmmakers was is, well, this is sort of the content that that conversation had in real life, so we put it in in the movie. The problem is we've seen that guy in literally two scenes. They have almost no relationship. It, in, in the terms of the span of the movie, the degree to which we know that these characters have thought about each other is almost zero. It's like almost just like a caricature of what happens in a school. They like have one run in at the beginning over volleyball. He punches him in the nose and then it's never again do they ever interact. So when you when you're going when you're rolling into a scene like this one in the locker, you have to be aware that the audience hasn't seen anything else. So in our mind, what we are thinking of as having happened is just those two things. We don't think of those two kids as having sat in class together or of Steven Spielberg, like, you know, wishing that he got invited to that kid's party or anything like this. So in the locker room scene, when Spielberg is saying, well, I shouldn't say Spielberg, Sam is saying these things, like maybe I, you know, wanted you to be nice to me for five seconds or you're such an asshole, all those sorts of things. It feels so inappropriate to me. It doesn't feel real at all. It just falls completely flat. And if they had just done the simpler thing, which makes way more sense for this film and what we've seen, if he just said like, I didn't, you know, yeah, yeah, I hate you. Like, and I hate what you did to me. But when I look through the camera, that's what I saw. That's very powerful. And it's what I saw when I watched this movie. But then they ruin it by having all this content that's clearly about something we didn't watch. Well, it's also, I think it's also like, it's that thing of you're adding a bunch of dialogue for something that the movie already showed you. And and it's like... And it just makes it it worse. Yeah, because it comes across as heavy-handed. And and like, and maybe if you, you would also argue counter, like it's, it's saying something that the, 
is worse than what actually we saw. But for me, it's like it just it's, yeah, it's bifurcative. It's cheesy. Right? I, I have said this before. Yeah. Heavy handed and cheesy. Yeah. It's exactly that because the the filmmaking has told us the story. Yes. We've already we don't need you to spell it out for us. It's literally like it literally is like 10 words. Right. It's just like, yes, I hate you. I would have loved to have made you look bad. But that's just not what I saw when I looked at the camera. That's so perfect for his character. Mm-hmm. And they f- they just wouldn't do it. The movie just wouldn't fucking let the movie be about what the movie's about. Yeah. It kept getting pulled back, perhaps, again, because it was trying to be too autobiographical. But, like, look, dude, if you're going to make an autobiographical movie and you got to want to get all those just there, make a five-hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I love Steven Spielberg's stuff. I'll watch it. But you can't have it be this condensed pseudo-narrative where we're seeing the scenes we're seeing, and then the dialogue seems to be referring to things that just aren't in the movie. It doesn't work. And again, I think this also does split us the way we normally split. For me, the words matter more than anything else in a movie. Right. So these really bring me down. Right. They for ruin me, the movie. And for me, I just, whatever, what I watch is what I take away. And, it, yes. and the words and are secondary. And yeah. that's working in this movie. The uh, visuals exactly. are working. Exa- the characters are emoting the way they should be emoting. What they're doing makes sense. The shots are good. Yeah, the filmmaking, good. The, the filmmaking, acting is very good. Acting is excellent. The filmmaking itself is telling the story. Like, yes, it is. Spielberg is excellent at this, and I think it's one of the best movies he shot. Like I've seen of his in in many years, uh, because because he does that that pure filmmaking like storytelling yes, thing he does. so well. And so yeah, I think it's just like I don't. I'm not listening that closely. Like I never. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I literally yeah, said in sure. that one scene, you were like, you you said she said this yeah. thing, and I was like, I don't even remember saying that. We'll exact go back thing. and check the tape. No, Maybe I'm, I'm she, hallucinating. She pro- no, she probably did. I'm just that's. I've only seen the movie once. So I'm just saying. I, I agree. Like I think I come away much more positive on this movie because it's really easy for me to just like tune it out. Yeah. Tune out or be like, ah, oh, that was cheesy. I really, yeah. I mean, like, yes, I wish that. They hadn't yeah. been so explicit in so in saying some of the stuff, right? It, it just you don't always need to have words for stuff. You don't need yeah. to try to state the stuff. So um, I don't really know like what to say about this movie beyond that, though, because basically everything just falls into that category. It's like I just really wanted a better writer on this. I'm sorry, but I just feel like I don't know if it's just like <sighs> never really adapting to the film format or something. But Kushner screenplays the the. The West Side Story one was so unfathomably bad to me. And then this one, following it up, it's the next one I saw by him. And this one is just terrible. The writing is awful. I'm really just like, God, this is ruining movies now. And it's bothering me. Well, yeah. I mean, I I had a pretty different experience, I guess, with this movie. Okay. Um, like, I actually felt... At the end, like, I felt kind of, like, overwhelmed, like, and emotional. Um just at the end of it, I was like, I, I had a lot to process. Okay. Like, I came away feeling like I had a lot to process. I like stories about artists and the art. I mean, we've talked about this on the, we've watched a few movies like this, like, um, you know, Purple Rose of Cairo is, is you know, one that we talked about yep. where it's like, it's, or or the um, Bullets Over Broadway, in fact, these two Woody Allen movies. Bullets Over Broadway is probably one of the yeah. best movies about art I've ever seen. And, but, it's, like, it's so breathtakingly when, good. When, an, when a really great artist talk like makes a, yeah. a piece, and usually in this case film, like these yeah. are films, about what it is to be a creative person. Like, though, for me, uh, I, I find those sort of movies to be really like emotionally affecting or... You know, you know what's another one? What? Uh, I mean, uh, as much as I can claim to have understood it, I mean, no one can say for sure, but Mulholland Drive mm-hmm. felt that way to me too. It mm-hmm. was like David Lynch telling us what it was like to make movies to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like it felt that way. Yeah, and I just... In, I, his, in his own weird way. Yeah, you yeah. Know? His, and his way is so like maybe less relatable to me than like the Woody Allen or the Steven Spielberg one. But yeah, exactly that where it's like, what is the experience of being a creative person? Yeah. But it feels real. Like when I, when I watched that movie, like the, the creepy guy behind the, you know, the cafe mm -hmm. and the, those 
the old couple mm-hmm, when they mm-hmm, come back mm-hmm. and they're you know very like niggling at her and all this sort of stuff and yeah it it's felt, like it's David I, Lynch's way of expressing that which is David Lynchy. I, fe- I yeah, felt it. Yeah. I was like this this feels to me like he's saying something about what it's like to make movies and mm-hmm. maybe I'm totally wrong. Like that's the thing in this movie we know what the filmmakers yeah, saying in is- Mulholland Drive we don't but. I felt like it might be, and I I appreciated that. Yeah, and I think I just I I appreciate movies like that. They they like I don't know. I mean, probably not every artist or not every creative person would care about someone else, right? Thinking right. about deep thoughts on what it means to be an artist, but um. But I kind of do, and especially I think this one had some stuff in it that like I felt like I connected with, especially like family. I mean, I never went through anything like what Steven Spielberg went through, like divorce and, and stuff. But like, I think just there's this like fundamental f- disconnect sometimes with the people in your life who don't n- understand what you do. And I think this movie really captured that pretty well at times too heavy-handed because of dialogue stuff with the father right it was like the the dad has the father had to be like you know you got to do like concrete things that are real work you know like he just he would say stuff a little like too explicitly maybe but but at the same time it's like no that's like kind of that's kind of I I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't have actually faulted those lines no no I I I don't think so either because it's like yeah that's kind of the conversations that you can have with with parents who just don't my actual again but even that like even though i didn't feel like those lines were heavy-handed i actually felt like the screenplay didn't really work there either and the reason for that was maybe you agree with me maybe you don't i don't know but it at the end of the movie we actually even see uh sam is in his father's apartment or house mm-hmm. not sure what it is exactly house i guess Looks like an apartment. Maybe. Looks it's like an apartment, small. but I, yeah. I don't know. It was because uh, hard knows? to tell. Uh, and you know, he's like saying he was in school and he hates it and that sort of stuff, right? And we can tell that, like, okay, so he went to college because that's like what his father wanted him to do, and he just wants the opportunity to not do that, or whatever. Uh, honestly, it just kind of felt like it came out of nowhere. Like we just never, we never even saw the conversation where he decides whether he's going to go to college or go off to try and get a job in Hollywood or something. Like it's just the attention of this screenplay just isn't in the right places and it doesn't set up the things that happen. They come yeah, out of nowhere. That and, doesn't bother me. It bothers me because, because that I'm one like, was like, we had seen that he, he was obviously torn on this. He, we talked, he talked about it with the girlfriend where he's like, you know. No, it's not. It's not like I don't know that that was yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's to me, it, it was feels, like, yeah, sure. It yeah. just doesn't land. Like, it's just it doesn't have the kind of impact it should. So, I, when I look at scenes like this, I want to feel like I want to know what the dad is going to decide at this point. And when the dad does decide to do the right thing for this character, which is let him go to Hollywood, I want to feel happy about that. That's what should be happening in this kind of a screenplay to me, right? But at no point did I ever actually have those thoughts. I wasn't invested in this pivotal point, which really is kind of pivotal. It's very important to the characters. And as a result, I would say like, it really lessened it. The the right way to say it is I never invested in this movie. Not once during the entire movie was I invested in the movie the way I should easily have been based on how many things I could have gotten invested in. I'm going to push back on you on push, that scene. Push it. Because. Push it, please. I think that scene was going for an emotion. It was not going for happiness. Uh, that scene. No, 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 no. Not happiness about, like, not that the characters are happy. I'm saying I wanted to be like, okay, like. I'm I'm happy that they were able to work this out, right? I mean, I guess I I think that's that I feel like that scene was actually pretty interesting. It has probably one of the best shots in the movie actually of Paul Dano. Yeah, looking at the photo. And his it's a, he's like framed low and then it's just yeah. the wall behind him in his shadow and he's just like the expression on his face. I don't always love Paul Dano. We talked about this before. There will be blood. We're not right. always huge fans of Paul Dano here in the Molly Movie Club. Uh, he was also in the Batman. The Batman. He's yeah. Um, 
I think he did a really nice job in that scene. Um, and I just feel like it's it's sort of the fu- the dad is just feels like he's losing he's losing everything, you know. Um, like the the he's losing everything to the art to the art, right? He's lost his wife. He's like feels probably a little bit like he's now losing his son. The life that he kind of dreamed of maybe having or or his son having is like is not going to happen. And it's it's just yeah, pretty that's, sad. That's my point, right? Like that's a big thing and he's making a sacrifice there. Mm-hmm. Right? It just it falls flat. It really does. I, it did, I, the movie did not build up to that at all and it just kind of rode right by in my opinion. I guess I don't know. I don't know that I totally agree. I I I don't know that I was actually looking for like big emotional moments in this movie. I I think I I kind of liked it feeling a bit toned down, which is one of the reasons I think that my complaint about the script was that it felt cheesy and heavy-handed because I I liked the more sort of like subdued not super over the top kind of aspect of stuff where like it wasn't but it's not big movie moments, you know. But it's not big movie moments. It's are you invested in what's happening, right? In other words, things shouldn't happen. It's like you the, the way I felt like most of the time when I'm watching it, and that scene would be an example of that, is it's like, oh, what are we doing in this scene now? Like, oh, okay, this is the part where he's been in college for a while and he's gonna go decide to be in Hollywood and his dad's like okay with it. That's what ha- that's all that's happening in my head when I watch that scene. What I wanted to be happening in that scene is, like, I wanted to be feeling what Sam is feeling. I want to feel the oppression of going to co- I never even saw him in a classroom. But the, I think the, right? the, this, this, that scene is actually focusing on what the father's feeling, not on what Sam is feeling. And that I'm very glad you said. Because I almost forgot to say my biggest complaint about this movie uh, structurally is one that probably can't really be fixed because it's not what they wanted to do. But it's what I wanted while I was watching the movie, meaning what I kept wanting to buy into and the movie kept telling me we're not going to make it about that. I wanted this movie to be about Steven Spielberg. The movie really, really, really wants to be about his parents. And I'm like, I get it. You decided to make a movie about your parents where you are not really that important, actually. If you look at how this movie is laid out, yes, we see the effects on Sam Uh, from his parents and we see certain triumphs and tragedies in Sam's life for sure. But the movie is about his parents. Well, like everything, everything that Sam is going through in this movie is, is about the way his, his parents. It is framed that way too. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, even the choices he makes like to stop filming or to get the camera, it's like all tied in together with the parents, which makes sense when you're a kid Everything you do is tied in with your parents because they control your life, basically. So so it makes sense. And here's my problem. Yeah. Uh, the parents are interesting. I found the parents completely uninteresting and totally average. They were exactly the kinds of people that I just do not give a shit about. And so the Spielberg character, Sam... I just wanted to spend all my time with that character. I, I did not care about all these other things that were happening. And to the extent that the things happening between the parents needed to be told because of their effects on the character, I'm fine with that. But this movie went way beyond that. This movie was trying to tell their story. I did not care. And so one of the biggest problems I had with this movie screenplay-wise... Besides all the other sorts of things I've been talking about that are more sort of uh, tactical, the strategic decision to make the story about the parents instead of about the kid always put me off. I always wanted to follow the kid more and we would constantly pull back to the mother or constantly pull back to the father. I did not care. Not once in this entire movie did I ever give a shit about those two. I guess I... So that's just... That was a problem for the movie for me. It's like, what I'm interested in, I was never interested in them, for whatever reason. I guess I wouldn't say that the movie was focused on them primarily. I think it it seemed like it was balanced fairly evenly between the three, I would say, between Sam and his parents as characters. 
It depends well, on what part Sam of the movie. Well, it's mostly Sam and his mom, I would say. Uh, it depends on what part of the movie, yeah. I feel like. I, oh, as a total average over the complete running time, I might agree with you. But in certain sections, like the first third of the movie, it's almost not about him at all. It's only about the parents or something. They're like, there's definitely parts of the movie where you feel like it's almost entirely about well, the parents. And Sam almost disappears. And then other parts are more Sam focused, I guess. But but yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. And I don't, I mean. Yeah, I guess I didn't. I wasn't super bothered by that. I felt like the mother does come across as like a pretty tragic character. And I think the reason it sort of worked for me is because it's exploring a side of being an artist that is important to like mention in, you know, cause like Spielberg is probably one of the artists in the, who has had the most success of any artist ever. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. And so his story about what it is to be an artist is is not going Atypical. to be reflective of of 99% of the people who have that thing. And his mother is more representative of probably the average, which is like you had something and for whatever reason you didn't succeed, whether it's that you let other people hold you back, which I think is more her case, um, or you just never had the ability to make it happen or it just never happened like and I don't know. I just think I think it's imp- I think it was a good decision to include a character like that and focus on that in this movie because it felt like more well-rounded in in what it was sort of talking about. I don't know. I don't feel like there was actually very much in this movie about that. I I understand the way you're portraying the mom. And I agree that that would be a good movie. Meaning if the idea was to contrast the mom and the son and how their different art experiences play out. But I don't actually feel like this movie really did that. Really? Because I feel like it I did. Like, they were always talking about that with the mother. Like, No, they weren't. I don't know. There were occasions when they talked about it. I'm just saying that's... I feel like in almost every scene, it feels like with the mother, you're coming away with this the impression of this like really sad person who is just trying to introduce a little like life into their life. Like, but it wasn't so. Okay. And this is just me talking about what's in the film. The son, Sam is portrayed as the kind of having the character trait that I sort of associate with great artists, which is obsessive like work. I mean, I just don't know any great artists that aren't that way. Right. But she but but it not um, every great like not every person is going to end up being able to do that. Sure. What we see of the mother is she's just a space cadet. She does not seem to in any way have that sort of like I am obsessed with my craft. There's one scene that reflects that and one only. And that is at the beginning of the movie, when she's talking about, she has the piano sheet music in bed. She's talking about it with the her husband. Other than that, there is zero evidence that this woman even thinks about music at all. Zero. Other characters may say that, like Judd Hirsch well, says and she, that. And she plays piano. She plays piano, but she doesn't even want to go play it, really. And we... Yeah. Right, she, I think that's, that's she's what I'm not saying. obsessed this about is, it. I think that she doesn't even yes. trim her own nails so that they won't click on the piano. I think piano. it's because she's she's given up on that. She's she, given up on that. Maybe, but that's something you're saying. The movie does never suggest to me that this is a person who actually is a failed obsessive artist or something, and that that is constantly chafing at her. That's that's you. No, saying I, that. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? think I think what. I don't think we're necessarily interpreting this differently. I think you're just assuming that an artist, like, I guess I agree with you. I think for an artist to be successful, they need that obsessive thing. And there's people who don't have that. Like, she is a space cadet. That's probably the reason that she is in the situation she's in. She could never get it together to make, like, she didn't, she didn't love the thing more. Like, I mean, I think that's, the the big moment for the mom at the end where she's like, I have to put myself first is important because it's like she didn't do that. And she was like, I think you have to put yourself for you have to be selfish a little bit 
and so I think I think it's sort of that where it's like she let other people control her life and she didn't push and do the, she didn't do the thing. But there's that, no evidence of that. I mean, the the other people. But I mean, like the well, the her the, own husband is like, you should go play. You should play on the radio. You should go to this callback. You should. She's saying no, even though her own family is telling her to do it. Nobody is holding her back. She's just not really an artist. Like, fundamentally, I don't believe that. And it's not like when I look at the dichotomy, right, there are movies that are about the fact that, like, oh, there's a husband who doesn't want their wife to pursue this artistic career. she's held herself back. And there's, like, another uh, love interest who does indulge that, and that's, like, the idea behind the love triangle. That doesn't happen here either. Neither of the two men really have any particular thing that they're doing or not doing in terms of encouraging or holding her back. She's just a space cadet. It doesn't really come across to me as, oh, like, there's a contrast between her and her son. In th- They seem like very different people, actually. And in a lot of ways, I would say he just appears like a combination of the two. Yes, he is a combination. He has the diligence of an engineer plus the creativity yes. of an artist. And he's going to be successful because of that. Yes. And his parents don't have that combination. And that's about the only contrast that I get from it. It doesn't feel... To the extent that... I don't know if this is what you're saying. But to the extent that the movie was trying to say, like the mom's route is a route that the son could have gone down and it's important that he's not choosing no, that. I, it no, never feels no, no, that no, way I, either. No, no, so, no, no, no. I don't, I don't, you know. I don't think it's like a cautionary tale of like the son could have gone down. The, I don't think he ever could have because I think fundamentally he's not the type of person to fail at this. She is. I, and I guess what I was so... And like I, they both have, the, they both have a creative spark. She ha- does not have the ability to make that happen for herself. He does. And like, I think it's sort of tragic. It feels it feels sad because at the end of the day, it's like if you have that creative spark, I think there's always going to be this feeling of like something unresolved. If you can't do the thing. Yeah, I just and never she got can't that. get it together to do the thing. And he can. And not everybody who has that creative spark can do the thing. And most people actually can't. And And it's like, I don't know. That's I just certain... don't feel like that's in this movie. I don't know. So I would, I would, I'd part ways with you there. I just really don't feel like that's in this movie. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just like overthinking it or thinking too much about it. But that's... I think Judd Hirsch says that in this movie. What you're saying. I don't think the movie has any scenes that actually show that to be true. I don't know. Like... I, I, because I, I, I definitely felt that. I definitely felt that. And it wasn't just because the uncle said it. So um, I mean, I think the uncle saying it kind of informs it or it gives you a perspective into like her past and what she is capable of right um but and i think the as i said before the uncle is another character who's also a failed artist not necessarily because he didn't he had the thing to go pursue it right he had the the obsessive drive thing but he still failed because you can why do you say that he failed he seems like he succeeded to the extent i mean did he 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 seems so cynical about it he seems extremely cynical about it I don't think he failed. I mean, you he, know, he seems to feel he's a circus performer. What exactly more than being in the circus can you succeed well, at he, as a circus? He performer? seems he seems like he thinks that he is somehow not made a wrong choice because I think he recognizes that he would have done he like this is the only path for him. Basically, it, I think all he was saying was not that he didn't succeed. I thought he was just saying that. He, because he decided to go off and live and and do this circus thing and whatever, it caused him to make decisions that estranged him from his family, basically. Yes, yes. But not that he was a failure. I didn't get the sense that he thought like, oh, and and I was never a good circus performer. Because, I mean, what can you do as a circus performer? There isn't, you can't win an Academy Award for circus performing. It's like, so it's like, what, what is the failure? Warning, I guess he's, he's warning. warning about the perils personally. Yeah, which is, which is like, yeah, you you sacrifice, like you will put this thing above yeah. everyone else in your life. Yeah, and uh, so I guess it's true. It's not really failure. It's like um, it's warning. It's more. It's a warning of like, if you're serious about this, 
like if you're going to go down the path of being an artist like her like his mother didn't yeah. if you're going to go down the path you right. sacrifice the things that your mother basically chose to prioritize yes um and, and just to underscore why i don't think this movie is really about that or really has much in it about that is it like the mother also doesn't do that like she ends up just deciding to go you know live with this other guy because she likes him better yeah, and no, that's she ultimately it. ends up being being like i mean selfish. So she doesn't i say even... selfish but i do think it's like you know her family was getting destroyed by her like her you know she but was. because she's a space cadet not because of art like it's just she's just a person who's just freaking random like, she's a mess yeah. like it doesn't the movie doesn't have in it the things that are claimed to be in it when these characters are talking there it's just random stuff that's happening which is totally fine in terms of real life right like those are things that happen in real life and that's a real character but a that had nothing to do with art and B, back to my original point that I was trying to make when we went down this, is just that, like, I don't care. I did not care about that mom at all. I'm just like, she's just a space cadet who buys a monkey. Full stop. There isn't something deeper here. <laughs> like, and I don't care. I don't care about her story. I do. I am interested to see how this kid navigates having a mom who's crazy. And that's fine. I just didn't care about her, and the movie kept wanting me to care about her and the dad, and I did not care. Even though they included a discussion about 64-bit floating point math, which I was not expecting in a Steven Spielberg picture, <laughs> but it was there. They just talk about you. the FP64 unit of something he's building at General Electric. He's, he goes from GE to he goes at General IBM. Electric. Yeah, he wasn't at IBM yet. They were at General Electric. So, you know, they were trying to pander to me, but it didn't work. <laughs> well, in any case, I think we're going to agree to disagree. I mean, I think there's overlap. Like, I definitely see what you're saying. I just, it did. We don't disagree that much. No, I think no, it's a standard think it's just, thing of like, yeah, I watched, want the words to exactly. work and they didn't really work. But I'm actually, I agree with you on this one, mm -hmm. which I don't always on yeah, the yeah. visuals. I, I agree we, with you. We saw the same movie. We we're did. just different people. So, And I um, think we saw the same thing in the visuals. I thought they were working. Yeah. I really wanted them to work, and I mm -hmm. and you know I think it's probably a testament to this the Spielberg looking through a thirty five mm -hmm. millimeter camera, like they always say, like it's just how he sees the world, that like it just works. Mm -hmm. I like there... watching. I like watching what he puts on the screen, and and it was just a shame that the script kept poking me in the ear. Well, and like there are some movie magic kind of moments in this. Um, one of the earliest scenes where with the train, um, like I think. So many kids have done this where you like you sit there and you watch the train come at you and it's like Yeah yeah. There's just there's there's some really great moments of that can come through with like a very personal film. These little these little details that make it feel like super true. Um and this movie had lots of those like sprinkled throughout. And you mentioned before the breaking the fourth wall kind of moments. One of my, uh, the last shot of this, yeah, like great. you heard me, I actually, I just like laughed and clapped yeah. when it's that last shot of him walking away down the lot and the, the horizon line is center and the last second it tips up yeah. and it was just like, it's, that's magic. Like that's magic. That was, was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Uh, and so, you know, I guess I, I guess I did like one thing about this screenplay, which is that they wrote that that would happen. I don't know that it. they wrote that that would happen. I think they did. I think that was planned. It wasn't like, oh, we should just do that at the last minute okay. or anything. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like that, that's, uh, that's movie magic right there for me. That's yeah, that was, that was great. It was like one of those things that's like a gamble because you're definitely like pulling it out of the movie in a way. But, but it's at the very end of the, the movie. Very end, it works really well because you're about to roll credits anyway. So it, it's not really disruptive and it doesn't really reframe things. Like if it had happened in the middle of the movie, it would have been very jarring. But at the end of the movie, it works yeah. quite well. And so it's it, one of those gambles yeah. that really worked. It paid off. Well, and and because it's like anyone going to this movie knows it's a Steven Spielberg, like heavily autobiographical thing. It's not a secret. So it's like, yeah, um, yeah I, you know, as I said, I think I haven't I haven't seen a Spielberg movie in a long time that I felt like had a little bit of that Spielberg magic, and this movie did. And I agree that the screenplay is not the greatest, but like 
I don't know, man. To just to get the to get Spielberg doing Spielberg stuff, you know, behind I, the camera. I, yeah. I'm just I'm ha- I'm just happy. Like I I agree. If if uh, what am I most sad things in movie history is that Steven Spielberg decided at some point he didn't want to be fun anymore. Like, yeah, the playfulness, the playfulness I, and the, the energy. Because I just, lost. And, and I can't help, but I can't help, but feel like that's Hollywood's fault. They make such a big deal out of things that I don't think you should make a big deal out of. Like, they pretend that film has to be serious or that it's somehow better to be serious in film than not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a load of horseshit. Uh, and I wish Steven Spielberg had just decided that his whole career, what he was going to primarily make, were fun movies. That he just that were just what he liked about movies, and he wasn't going to try to make movies that take on particularly weighty subjects or anything like that. Because honestly, it's just like it's not his strong suit. And when you're that good at the other kind of filmmaking, it's just like, why? There's other people who can make these movies. They're not better. It's not better to be serious than to be fun. Uh, It's not even more emotional to be serious than to be fun. I mean, like we've talked about how emotional E.T. is. You don't have to be some kind of a weird, you know, historical drama or whatever to be emotional. It's not necessary. And so when you have a talent for producing movies that work beautifully uh, that are in this particular zone, I don't think you should move away from it. And it's a bummer because a lot of his movies from like the 90s onward have just been kind of like that way. Now, maybe, you know, I didn't see Ready Player One or the BFG, which I mean, were both kind of I, more I've seen Ready Player One way. and you wouldn't have even known it was Spielberg. That's a bummer. Yeah, so maybe it's just something that like he lost as he got older. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's not entirely true. I, I don't remember the movie super well. There's probably some shots in it that do feel pretty Spielberg, but it's just like it's just not. It's just not. It's not that thing. And I don't know. So anyway, I felt like so anyway, I felt the Spielberg in this movie. I agree, and I feel like that was really nice. It that was, was really the nice. best part of this movie was that it felt more like him again. And uh, yeah, and I. Hope he does another one like that yeah. before he retires. I, don't I mean, know. I, as I said, I love when artists do this. You know, another one I didn't mention earlier. I was mentioning like artists about being artists it was actually "The Wind Rises" um, Miyazaki. Oh wow, yeah. Because okay. that also captures something. I know it's it's, it's about engineering, but it's also about being an artist. Um, it's it's yeah, it's it's really not about engineering, right? Yeah. It's a it's just about that same thing you were talking about of being obsessive and like pouring everything and into it, this and thing. it captures something. It captures something. Without words. It's about animation so while it's, being about yeah, planes. Exactly. Right? Uh, and it's like it's yeah. so it's that 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 movie is like so perfect and powerful. But yeah. um We should do that one at some point. We should a, do that that's one. That's a really great film. That's a great film, yes. Yeah. And it's like I, I just feel like filmmakers or artists toward the end of their career when they when they look back and think about their experience and make something on that, like I, I love that. We need the Martin Scorsese Martin Scorsese biopic. I do not yeah. know what. That yeah, what would like. that even be? I don't know, but, but I would watch it. Or not even. It's not even necessarily a biopic. It's just like explore the art. Like explore your yeah. what it, what it meant to to have to a life an as artist an artist. Like, you. like explore yeah. that. And Spielberg's way of doing that was through something autobiographical because yeah. he's mentioned this before. Like you said, where his you know his upbringing, his childhood, his parents' divorce was so impactful and formative for him that it's impossible to talk about his him him as a filmmaker without talking about that yeah and so like i think it was the right choice for spielberg to talk about filmmaking and every you know everyone else's choice is different but um yeah yeah, i don't know i'm i'm really happy he made this movie i think it's like yeah probably could have been better script but um i got a lot out of it and i i really enjoyed it cool cool yeah so that's it for the Fablemans. That's it for the Fablemans. We will be back next week with Oppenheimer, oh, which man. is going to be like so nervous. new new release because like it's not even going to have been out for a week by the time. The I'm so nervous out. about this because like I don't think I've ever gone into a movie with quite these expectations before. So I'm just I'm trying hard to not let that ruin the movie if it turns out to just be okay. 
You know what I mean? Because like, it's not fair to expect a movie to be great. Most movies can't be great. I mean, so, you know. The hype is real for Oppenheimer. uh, The hype is a little too real for Oppenheimer, and I apologize ahead of time. Casey gets to see it in IMAX 70 millimeter. Apparently, I will be actually seeing a 1570 print of this movie. I won't. Which may go tragically bad if they can't get the projector working or something. Because <laughs> most 1570 projectors are so random and old and well, who do, nobody we'll knows how to use them I and whatever. I have to settle so. with dual laser IMAX at the Pacific Science right. Center. But you know what? We're going to go with that. So uh, so anyway, really hoping the movie is good. Uh, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. Yep. Everyone. Uh, and I assume everyone else will be going to see it as well. Yeah. So you can... Let us know what you think as well. Yep. In the comments of our Oppenheimer post. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we will see you then. All right, everyone. Take it easy. Bye.